0: Hello everybody, it's your girl Carmelita and I want to welcome you to Purity to Purpose. Here on Purity to Purpose, I want to show you what it looks like to have a relationship with the invisible yet real God. I'm going to show you these things through my personal testimonies as well as Bible study devotionals. I'm so passionate about this because I remember growing up and not enjoying church. I remember growing up and not having an understanding of what it looked like to have a relationship with God. I remember not fully understanding him. So now it is my hope and my desire to bring clarity and wisdom to you. So I ask you to bring your hope and your faith as well as your doubts as we talk about what it looks like to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Purity to Purpose. Today, we are going to start day seven of our Bible study plan, talking about the importance of rest and different types of rest with regards to our spiritual health. Today is rest and healing. Finding rest when we need healing may seem to be an extremely challenging task. I know this personally, but we can rest while we're receiving our healing. Remember, we already have it. We just need to receive it and give it time to manifest, or sometimes it will come up right away. There's a seed, there's a time, and there's a harvest. In some people's lives, it's seed time, one word, and harvest. But for most people, it's seed, time, 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 and harvest. So how do we find rest while we're waiting for our healing to manifest? Because again, we already have it. It goes back to faith, believing, holding on to what God said, not basing it on what you see. We walk by faith and not by sight. We have faith and we rest on what Christ has made available to us. This requires discipline, tenacity, support, and all important community. And not only can we rest, but we can also wait. This means asking the Holy Spirit, what do I need to do? How can I be a vessel? It's about taking our minds off what we're waiting for and waiting on the Lord, asking him what he wants from us, and sometimes even asking what he is doing in us. We can do this while resting and knowing that it's already done. However, We can't do that unless we believe, trust, and have a relationship with God. That's the bottom line. Prayer. Dear God, help us to find rest in you when we need healing. Remind us that we already have the healing we need and to have faith in you. Help us to wait patiently and trust that your timing is perfect. We ask for your guidance and direction to know what we need to do to be vessels for your healing power. Give us discipline, tenacity, and support from our community to help us on this journey. We thank you for what you have already done for us and what you will continue to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So the scripture that I am going to read is one that, it was my life scripture, a couple of years ago, it was actually so. God gave me, He gives me scriptures or words, and the word for this year is perseverance. The scripture, the last two years, so the year of 2021 and 2022, the scripture that God gave me was this one, and I laughed because I hated it. <laughs> but the scripture is Galatians 6 9, and I'm gonna read it in the good news translation. And it says, So let us not become tired of doing good, for if we do not give up, the time will come when we will reap the harvest. So, yes, why did I hate it? I hated it because I was tired of feeling like I was doing the good things and people were getting away with not doing the good things. If I were to be honest, I felt this way a lot of my life. However, What God was helping me to understand is that I can't walk around with this victim mentality. Everybody goes through something. And what he also reminded me of is that if I keep walking around with this victim mentality, like, why do I have to be doing good? And everybody else gets to do whatever. Like, that's entitlement. So he checked me on that too. But did I like it? Absolutely not. It's like I tell people when somebody talks about giving birth and they are like, oh, like there's a girl that I was talking to the other day. She was telling me that she wants kids, but she said she was afraid because she said she felt like it would hurt. Like I told her, giving birth definitely don't tickle. However, it was absolutely worth it because I love being a mom and I love my son. So like I told her, does it hurt? It. it I never say yes, it hurts. I just always say it doesn't tickle because Everybody's situation is a little bit different. Some people had birth, like they had, you know, the, the medicines or whatever. They had a um, an epidural or some sort of a pain medicine that made giving birth a breeze. Some people, their pain is after the fact and the recovering aspect because they got a, um, they ended up having to get a C-section. I myself had a vaginal birth and I had to feel all the stuff because my epidural did not actually do anything like there was no my epidural while it would have been great and while the purpose and the point of it was for it to kick in and then eliminate my pain it didn't happen so I felt all the pain all the pain and I still felt like it was worth it and that's the thing when you think about the scripture that it talks about not growing weary not getting tired of doing the good things you have to understand, as the devotional said, you already have your healing. As the devotionals have been talking about, looking to God, resting in Him, resting and trusting in Him, reading our Bible for encouragement, because we're always going to go through something. Life is hard, life be life, and those are the facts. But what we can't do. Is walk around with a victim mentality what we can't do is walk around like the world owes us something now with that being said, should we just allow people to be disrespectful no we should not but that's where boundaries come in at you create boundaries however you cannot even while creating boundaries you can't be you know be a perpetrator also so. I just simply, I I thought this was an amazing devotional and the part two that I want to stress a little bit about is the community aspect, because sometimes healing comes from your community. I can say, I know for me, that has been an amazing aspect and an integral part of my healing process has been my community and when you have a community that's behind you, like my husband and I, we talk about that. We have a church community that is amazing. They pour into us when me and my husband, you know, have challenges. We can talk to them and trust and know that they'll be there for us, that you know, he has community. I have my own separate community. our communities are not oh no you know you should leave him or you should leave her you know our community is speaking life into us our community is helping to encourage us our community is giving us the ability to to have resources to be able to do the hard things to be able to do like what the scripture says to not grow weary in doing well because the unfortunate thing in this world that is oftentimes the most damaging are relationships, the people that we are involved with, not just romantically, but also platonically. And so we have to ensure that we are rooted in our relationship with God for one, so we don't walk around with a victim mentality for two, so then we can make sure that we're setting healthy boundaries, but for three, so we can also not go around bleeding on other people because of the saying goes hurt people hurt people so if we're walking around creating hurt if we're walking around hurting others be it knowingly or, or not knowingly it's not right either way so that's where the importance of our relationship with God comes in because if we are grounded in our relationship with God if we keep our focus on him if we are making sure that we are in our Bible and, and studying the things that he wants as far as what he likes, what he dislikes. If we're studying all of the things about his personality, if we are studying the things that talk about the way that we are supposed to treat others, there's numerous scriptures in the Bible that talk about these things. If we're doing all of these things, it will help to minimize the damage. So, As I was saying before, this scripture, not my favorite. However, it is a scripture that is vital to our spiritual health because the reality is you're going to end up getting hurt, whether it's by a person, whether it's by life circumstances, also in your waiting. it talked about waiting for your healing. Sometimes the the wait it's also very difficult. I know that was part of what the scripture that God was giving me was because of my weight. I had to wait on him to transform my husband's heart. I had to wait on him to transform his heart so that we could then get back together. But he was telling me, don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. There was a couple times that I kind of sort of tried to, you know, get in that thing and maybe stir it up a little bit, try to you know, fast forward things, it blew up in my face. It blew up in my face every time. So then I just stopped. I was like, all right, hands off, God. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I think about the song Um and I can't, I, I believe it's by Maverick City. I could be wrong because to be quite honest, a lot of different churches and gospel groups cover other people's songs, but it talks about, I'm going to wait on you, you know, and then the line says, I've trusted your goodness. I mean, if you trust God, if you know he's a good God, you know he's got your back. Like if you can't trust nobody, that you can trust him. And you can trust him because he knows what's best for you, for one. And for two, you can trust him because he's perfect. Ain't nobody else perfect. Nobody else is perfect. Nothing else is perfect, but him, he is. And so as a result, we need to trust him. Now, I have to be sensitive to the fact we can't see him. We can't hear him. I get it. I get it. It's not easy. Life is hard. I get it. People will hurt your feelings. I get it people will be disrespectful. I get it. And people will do it on purpose sometimes. I get it. I have been on the receiving end of them all. But what I want to challenge you with is, I promise you, at least one time in our lives, at least, like I'm just going to say one time because, you know, I don't want anybody to be like, but no, I'm not. Everybody, at least one time in our lives have been the person who was inflicting it on purpose at least one time maybe you felt justified because <laughs> I was just talking to my son about a time whenever I was you know inflicting that on purpose but I felt justified in that however it's never okay it's never okay it never makes God happy I was joking with him saying that I have, that you know Whenever I was younger, what I call Old Testament Carmelita, I could be petty. Now I've had to understand and appreciate and try to figure out how to communicate things, how to communicate my feelings, how to express myself in a way that is still in line with God's principles. Truth with love is what a friend of mine always says. My friend Cynthia always says, "Truth with love, truth with love," and so figuring out how to, you know, display and explain truth with love, it's it's definitely a work in progress. It's definitely something that we all will likely have to work at consistently because regardless of, of whether or not we've passed the test in one season, another season is going to come up and you're going to have to do it in a different way because people are people. People are human and people are going to hurt us. But what i have found is if you can be the change if you can be the change agent you can then affect your circle of influence and your circle of influence if you've been able to affect them can then affect their circle of influence and your circle of influence circle of influence can then affect their circle of influence and so forth and so on and it becomes a ripple a ripple effect and if we do that then you know it's like the 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 song back in the day in the 80s heal the world make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race so yeah but going back to you know what the devotional was talking about is the weight man that weight is hard i am not even gonna lie and sometimes while the weight is w-a-i-t While we're in our W-A-I-T, it can feel like W-E-I-G-H-T. Like that weight is heavy. It is heavy. And so I want to to just let you know, I hear you. I don't ever want anyone to feel like I am being insensitive or that I've evolved or I've arrived because I haven't. I'm walking this thing out just like y'all are. Sometimes I might be able to, to, you know, there might be some areas that I have, you know, gotten it figured out in that season, but I promise you, I got it figured out in that season because God has another season for me that I'm going to have to figure it out, that I'm going to have to work through it. I'm living that right now. I have a full-time job. I am extremely active in my local church. I also have friends that I support who have a a nonprofit ministry. And so I try to, you know, make sure that I'm supporting them. They have Bible studies and different things like that. And then just the, the relationship itself, um, You know, then I also have a a Bible study group that I attend that is kind of a co group, a husband's and a wives' group. My husband goes to the husband's, I go to the wives'. And then on top of that, I'm in a business class that is all day on Saturday. So I literally have something, and then that's not even including purity to purpose. I have a lot going on, and I have felt at times. Like, God, I am tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I have not accomplished all of the things that I've wanted and hoped to accomplish to the best of my ability. Um, but God has been helping me to understand what I know my best and what He knows my best is different. I can feel like my best is something that far exceeds what actually is my best, and that I'm actually not doing a good job in it. So, My point for bringing all of this up is that I don't ever want anyone to think that I'm speaking from a a place on a mountain or on a high horse because that's not the case at all. I'm simply just trying to help you to, to be encouraged, to be encouraged to continue on in your relationship with God, to be encouraged to continue to wait on him, to continue to wait on your healing, to continue to trust in him, to have faith to realize that this is not going to, this relationship isn't going to evolve by osmosis. You know, you're gonna have to put some skin in this thing. You're gonna have to read the Bible. There's no way around it. Now, fortunately, because of modern technology, we have numerous ways that we can ingest the Bible. You don't have to literally physically read it. You can listen to it audibly. That's how I do my Bible study is by audibly ingesting it because I am an audio learner. Some people, though, have to read it. I know a girl that she was, you know, I would read scriptures in a Bible study group that I was in and she would always say, hold on, I need to read it myself because she is a visual learner. Some people are tactical learners. You know, when I'm learning a task, like right now going through training at my new job, I'll sit there and I'll listen to the trainer and I'll listen to the training classes that I have to watch. But until I actually do it, I don't feel like I really have it down pat. So I say that to say, reading your Bible does not have to literally be reading it. But like I said, once again, It ain't going to just jump into your spirit through osmosis. You're going to have to do some things. And it's just like any relationship, any relationship. If you don't spend time with the person, if you don't talk to the person, learn their likes and their dislikes, like how I was saying earlier in the week, how my dad is a student of his wife. My wife is a student of my dad. In order for them to be in a, a healthy relationship, they have to be students. Me and my husband are learning that right now because we're newlyweds, we're walking this thing out. We're we're going through some things. We got some skin in the game. It's not been easy, but we're committed and we're devoted. And so I say these things because I want you to know that while this is work, it's good work. It's good and it's gratifying. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for allowing us to be able to take this information in and for this knowledge to not just be through osmosis, (laughs) but for it to be knowledge that we can take in, God, I ask you for everybody under the sound of my voice, if this is something that is difficult for them, if they are finding, studying the Bible or all the things that you would want them to do, whether it's going to church or whatever the case may be, praying more to you, God, I pray and I ask you to help them to not just do it, but to do it because they appreciate it and to be able to find some enjoyment in it. I thank you, God, that you have allowed me to be able to enjoy learning about you, that you've allowed me to be able to enjoy this relationship, that it's not a chore anymore because I remember what it felt like when it was a chore. And so God, I just ask you to help your children who may be dealing with that, who's listening to me right now. Please help them, God. Please help them to not see this as a chore. Please help them to find ways to enjoy this so that they can grow in a relationship with you. Jesus, ultimately, that is what you want. And so I have faith that you will do that. And I just ask you to give them the faith that you will do that also. And for them to be patient in their weight, knowing that their healing is coming. In your son Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, family, I love you. And I just want to just say for anybody who's listening who doesn't appreciate this, like I said, I get it. I haven't always appreciated it, but I get on here and I speak so passionately because I love God. I haven't always enjoyed or loved him at this level. So please be encouraged that this can be the same for you. If it isn't today, that's okay. It can be though, I promise you. Because I remember so vividly being on the other side. Where I was like, oh, I don't want to go to church. Oh, church is boring. I don't, I remember very vividly. I really, really do. So I just want you to be encouraged. Be encouraged. Do the things. It'll come. Ask God. If you ask him to help you to find enjoyment, if you ask him to help you to be able to appreciate him more, he will he really will. I promise. So, all right, family, I love you. And I'll talk to you tomorrow in another episode of Purity to Purpose. And it'll be our last day in our Bible study plan. So stay tuned for how we finish this off and for our next Bible study plan. Love you. Talk to you tomorrow.